we are taking a break from our journey through the book of Galatians, and we are going to uh, pick it up again next Sunday. But today we are going to look at a story that is very familiar to each and every one of us, I think, especially if you grew up in a church or went to VBS, Vacation Bible School, or to any Sunday school. I'm sure you heard about the story of Zacchaeus, and I could not resist, but uh, yeah, you did, and uh, at least... uh, I needed to show this video. At least the kids will love it. Hey there. Who was a tax collector and very rich. Tax collectors were hated because many people thought they were liars and cheaters. Boo. <laughs> Zacchaeus lived in Jericho, and one day, Jesus was passing through Jericho. What's going on? Jesus is here. Woohoo! Zacchaeus wanted to see who Jesus was. Excuse me. Hey, watch where you're going. But he was too short to see above the crowd. Oh, that's it. So he ran ahead to a place where he knew Jesus would come. He climbed to a sycamore tree so he could see Jesus. When Jesus came to that place, he looked up and saw Zacchaeus in the tree. Oh, hey there, friend. Who? Me? Yeah, you. He said to him, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down. I must stay at your house today. Oh, all right. Zacchaeus came down quickly. He was pleased to have Jesus in his house. All the people saw this and began to complain. Ugh. Look at the kind of man Jesus stays with. Zacchaeus is a sinner. But Zacchaeus said to Jesus, I will give half my money to the poor. If I have cheated anyone, I will pay that person back four times more. Jesus said, Salvation has come to this house today. What? This man truly belongs to the family of Abraham. The Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. The Son of Man came to find lost people and save them. And that's the message that he brings to us. And especially later on, you'll see this in the last verse of our text, Luke 19. We are in Luke 19, if you want to follow The first 10 verses. So Luke 19 verse 10 is very famous because it's that definition of Jesus' mission. Now, one thing that is true with Zacchaeus is that they are up in the streets. You know, they are in open air. Jesus is walking through the city. And in the city, he has the freedom to preach the gospel, to talk to people. And many times, people do not have that freedom. I grew up in Romania. We do not have, in in, in the communist regimes, they are very secular they are very secular societies and they are anti-gospel societies and they will say you can maybe maintain your faith but only within the walls of the church you cannot preach outside when you step outside and the same is true today in many countries of the world including cuba and other things like that in uh, in north korea you cannot even claim in the church because there's no church to be uh, to be possible to step into a church But you see, God did a miracle. In 1985, Billy Graham came to Romania in an open air. But they didn't let him preach in an open air, you know. He came to my hometown, you'll see later. But what they did is they said, you can preach in six or seven cities, but only inside a church or a cathedral. This was a cathedral right downtown, a city. There were almost 200,000 people. Do you know how they came there? By the word of mouth. Nobody said anything. We could not publicize. There was no billboards. No, you know, yard sign, no nothing, no invite cards. And people still came. And the, the thing is, the communists knew that the people will come. So you know what they did? 
they did not allow speakers in that market. So he was inside the cathedral. Maybe a thousand people heard him or more. But those outside had heard nothing. All of those crowds that you see, they could not hear what was going on. Now, back to Zacchaeus. You know, that's what Jesus says, you know. He is with Zacchaeus and everybody can hear. What a blessing to be, first of all, religious freedom. To be in a country that religious freedom is respecting. And First Amendment, freedom of speech. You can talk. And that's what he says. The Son of Man came to save the lost. And in a way, the story of Zacchaeus is this journey from death to life. You know, if you think of your jacket, maybe as a, as a dark jacket, the zipper. You see that zipper there? It's like opening. Suddenly, something that was dead, the soul of Zacchaeus, comes to life. His heart that was stone becomes flesh, and it starts to beat for Jesus later on in the story. So I want us to look at four things in this text. First, we, were looking, we are going to look at Zacchaeus. Then at the problem that he has. The way he solved the problem. And finally, our mission. So let's start with Zacchaeus. You know, it's interesting that he lives in a city on the border. It's a border city. And it says in the verse, uh, first of the story, it says, Jesus, if you look at it, it says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. Jericho. Jericho is a powerful city. It's almost like today's uh, border city. I'm not sure which one you will pick. But it's a city where you come with merchandise and you pay a tax. And there is a tax or tariffs, right? We are used today to talk about tariffs. That's what we are talking about, taxes. You bring something over the border into our country in Palestine, you pay taxes. And he was right there by the Jordan River at the north, north of the Dead Sea. And he was not uh, an unknown city. Maybe you remember that what made him famous for many of us from the VBS is that we remember that song, you know, uh, Joshua and the, and the Battle of Jericho, right? That's a song that we sing as a kids. And that's, that's when there was the first city that was conquered in the promised land. Without even fighting. They just surrounded seven times Jericho and then the walls came down. And just, that story is just as famous as the one that says, you know, Zacchaeus was a wee little man. The same thing. A wee little man. When he was 12 miles from Jerusalem, not too far. So a lot of people loved to live there. In fact, Herod, he built a magnificent palace for his king, kingdom in, 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 uh, in Jericho. It was uh, a city that was wealthy, among the wealthiest in Palestine. They had a lot of commerce going on. They even had, by the way, this is interesting, they, they say that it's uh, the lowest city on earth. Although these walls were, down, were up, no, they were living in a valley, down, deep down, below the sea level, 1,300 feet below sea level. And by the way, if Grand Rapids is 168 years old, somebody told me, huh? This was close to 10,000 attested living. 10,000 years. Can you imagine that? A city that is 9,800 years older than Grand Rapids. It was like the Silicon Valley of that, I don't know which one will be, Santa Clara or Santa Barbara or whatever you want in the United States. A powerful city. And um, this is where Jericho lived and uh, he did... Uh, Live in a city that was also blessed with lands, but also he was a big shot in that city. It wasn't that he was living in this city, but he was somebody in the city. You know, if you look at him, it says, and there was, and there, a man was there by the name of Zacchaeus, and he was what? He was the chief <clears throat> tax collector. He 
was not just a regular guy. Some people say that at least he controlled the entire system in that area of taxes, if not the entire country. He was so wealthy. The tax collectors, you know, they were very wealthy, and he says that, and was wealthy. If you look at his identity, he was a Jew by his name. It means innocent. So he was a Jew, and yet he was a very, very wealthy Jew, one of the billionaires of today. And he was a chief tax collector. They will, let's say, look at somebody's house and say they have to pay 5000 in taxes. Nobody knew how much because only the Romans and these tax collectors, they were kind of collaborators with the oppressive regimes. They were not good people. And they will say, okay, you have to pay 5000 I will never tell you how much I give to the Romans. The Romans want 5000 from you. I want 8000 or 9 So he pocketed four and got another cut from the 5000 So he got 5000 by himself. That's why he was so wealthy. And when you, held, when you have wealth, you have power. But no matter how powerful the city or how powerful he was, he was spiritually lost. Can you believe it? They know that money can buy a lot of things, but they cannot buy salvation. They cannot buy happiness. They cannot buy assurance. They cannot buy satisfactions, meaning in life, in eternal life. What we are talking, not only here for 40 or 60 or 80, 90 years. And he was lost. The people of his religion, the Jews, they consider him the, the, the last. I'm not, I'm not sure who will be today. Maybe a registered sex offender. Because he was always cited. The tax collectors and the sinners. These were the people who for sure will never enter into the kingdom of God. They were at the bottom of society. It's like a mass murderer. Somebody like that, or, or a chain criminal. I don't know how you call those. But people that are not good. You don't want to associate with them. You don't want to have coffee with them. Certainly you don't talk with them much. But you never step into their house because that will make you unclean. So he was somebody and lived in a big city. But he had one chance of a lifetime. Do you know that this is the last time Jesus passes to Jericho? He says, and Jesus, and Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. He wasn't staying there. He was passing through because in 10 days from today, from that, this day, He's going to be on the cross dying. He's never going to come back to Jericho before his crucifixion. It is the last chance for somebody to hear. By the way, the city fast, you heard that announced. You know, the city fast is coming. And how many times you have the opportunity to see in a city like Grand Rapids, the entire church body come together to proclaim the gospel downtown Grand Rapids. It happened there with Luis Palau here in Grand Rapids in 1994. The last time. So that's 24 years ago. So in your lifetime, I'm not sure if this will be happening again. Louis Palau is battling terminal lung cancer. So for sure, this is his last crusade before he moves on the other side of eternity. It's a wonderful and yet unique opportunity for West Michigan to come together as one body, one church, in one spirit. And to proclaim the salvation in one Lord. And that's our chance next weekend. From 4 to 9 o'clock, Saturday and Sunday. The main stage will open at 6 o'clock. Before that, there will be family fun zone and all of these you know, crazy people. They will flip bicycles and motorcycles up in there, jump over cars, and then they will take off their helmets and share their faith. Can you believe it? They will share their faith. Even the American Ninja, the guy who won like four or five times, you know, he's going to have a testimony. And say what Jesus did for him. 
So it's a unique opportunity for us as a city to gather together as a church. And it's interesting that this guy took the opportunity and what the Bible says, he wanted to see Jesus. He wanted to see Jesus. If you look at a few verses earlier, there is the blind Bartimaeus in the same city, but before he enters the city, there's a blind man who cries out, Jesus, Jesus, son of David, help me, help me. And he just says, what do you want? And the same thing, he says, I want to see. Now that's physical blindness. But Bartimaeus is, is one that needed healing of his eyes. Zacchaeus needs healing of his heart. He is still blind. And yet, physically speaking, he wants to see Jesus. And we don't know why he wants to see Jesus. But he's in a quest for Jesus. Many of other outreach programs have the same thing. One question, whether it's Alpha or God, says, who is Jesus? Why did Jesus died. That's why we are searching. That's why we are. If you do not know who is Jesus, and if you miss this, the answer to this question, you can miss your eternity. And that's, we don't know. Maybe Matthew, who was a tax collector and now a disciple, maybe he, he knew him and maybe it was of his friends and said, You know why? You know why I left my business and I followed this rabbi? Let me tell you about Jesus. And maybe that's why. Maybe Matthew prayed for Zacchaeus. Maybe Zacchaeus was his boss. We don't know how. We don't know how God is working in people's life. But He is attracting people to Himself one way or another. And He maybe uses, in your case, I'm not sure how you came. Do you remember how you came and who invited you? Maybe it was your parents who brought you to church. Maybe a friend who brought you to Jesus. Maybe somebody at your work. Or maybe it was through circumstances of life. Maybe some, some people, do you know that some, a lot of people, too, even today, they just grab hold of a Bible. They read the Bible. When they come to the stories of Jesus in the Gospels, by the time they are in the epistles, they start to believe. Nobody tells them anything. They just simply read God's Word. And they believe. And they say, this is true. This is alive. This guy is, is the resurrected God that I need to worship. And we don't know how God works in the people's heart. But definitely he worked in Zacchaeus' heart, his desire. But he, um, he, he has a problem. He wanted to see Jesus, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. Now, that's, that's not easy to solve. You know, he was short, and he could not see over the crowd. You know, you don't know um, how short you are until you come to uh, West Michigan and have... Dutch people, you know. <laughs> I think the crowd was Dutch, you know. <laughs> they say that uh, Zacchaeus, based on those ancient standards, he was standards. He was less than five feet tall, between four and five feet tall. Very short guy. And that was his problem because the crowd was, you know, surrounding Jesus and he could not get close to him. But in our life, there's always a problem. There's always an obstacle. There's always a crowd. There's always somebody comes between us and Christ and faith. And even with this city fest, there will be people that you invite. Some of them you are scared to invite, but I will say just dare and be bold and give them an invitation. But some of them are just pride. They say, no, I don't need, I don't need city fest. I don't need Christ. I can do it by myself. I know how to get to God if I want. And if you look at the TV and most of the programs, almost everything in mass media is like our search for God. How we find God. It's everything in our own efforts. It's not how God comes to us, but maybe it's selfishness. Selfishness. Simply we say, I have one life, so I want, I want it all. What's wrong with wanting it all? If I have 60 or 80 years to live, I want it all now. Why, why bother with religion, with Christ, with following we following a rabbi 
who lived 2,000 years ago. It can be selfishness. They may, they may not come even to here. Or it can be just our sins. You know, it's so easy to fall into sins. And we think, oh, it's just nothing. But sins change us. This man, Zacchaeus, he was not only sinful. He was changed man. He was a rough guy. He knew how to cheat you. I mean, from, uh, from the moment he will say hello, he will just drop maybe a thousand or two out of you. Because he knew how to make money and milk you out of money. And he had the backup of the Roman powers. There are so many sins that he learned. He, he was lying like, like there's no tomorrow. He didn't know even what the truth was anymore. And that's what sin does with us. It immunizes our system against sin. And then we don't just sin naturally. It becomes natural to sin. Everyone is a hypocrite. We say, everyone is doing it. So why not enjoy why not enjoy if everybody is doing it? All of these are obstacles in our own hearts and in the hearts of the community before coming to Christ. They will say, no, why should I do? But you know, Zacchaeus, it's interesting how he is an entrepreneurial guy. You know, not for any reason he was the chief of the, of the tax collectors because he knows how to solve a problem. And this is how he is doing it. He saw the, the, the solution for him. And I'm sure that many of you here at Hillside are business people, entrepreneurial, even in your jobs. You know how to establish a job or to solve a problem. You say, just give me a problem, I will solve it. That's, that's how his mind worked too. Very creative. And he says, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see Jesus. Since Jesus, since Jesus was coming that way, he knew exactly, figured out where he's going and solved the problem. But coming up, I mean, climbing up a tree, running, these are very, very interesting things. A child may do that, but not an adult. They were not very respectful acts. He kind of made himself silly. It's like today is maybe going into a soccer or a football you know, stadium and saying, I cannot see those players, what do they do? Let's say the Raiders are playing. And you come up with an air hot balloon right in the middle and say, I want to see clothes, you know, and you're right there. Everybody say, what on earth are you, you know, is this guy doing? And that's what him, he was very, they, they thought, what, what is going on? Why do you go up the tree? You know, in that time, in the Jordan Valley had many fig trees, and they are those fruits that you know. But the fig trees, they go pretty tall and strong. And it's easy to climb on them. You don't have to be a gymnast, you know, to climb on them. So even he, that he was short, he could climb up easily in this tree. And what's interesting is he was willing to humble himself to see Jesus and to look silly. And sometimes you need to do that. Because culture will, will just think that you are stupid. Like I grew up all the time. I grew up, my science teachers, my middle school will always point how stupid we are that we believe the Bible. How could God create, you know, the sun in the, I mean, the light before the sun? <laughs> that's, that's, does it make sense? Who believes those things like the whale and Jonah and all of those stories and resurrection, by the way, and virgin birth? What a fairy tale book. But it says, when Jesus reached the spot where he was, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay, I must stay, I must stay at your house today. When he reached at the spot, you know, we, you can go to Meyer. And you may say to somebody, hi, from afar, maybe some people will avoid you because they are busy. Maybe others will smile. And, but Jesus, what he does is, he could have just passed by, right? See the guy just passed by, smile, maybe wink at him. 
But no, he stopped. And he doesn't ask the disciples, you know, who's this guy, do you know? Is he a local or is he coming from... He's a prophet. He is God himself too. He knows the kids by name and he says the kids and he's shocked. Everybody is shocked. Only God seeks people by name. Abraham, you know, remember? That's how he does. Adam, where are you, Adam? In the Garden of Eden. Abraham, Moses, everybody. Samuel, Samuel in the middle of the night. God calls him by name. And one day when he reached the spot, he called you by name too. And he called me by name too. In my case... He called me many times, but when I was 14, I gave my life to him in a most meaningful way. Then about at 15, I was baptized as an adult. And about a few, I don't know, maybe six months later, Billy Graham came. And when he came to my town, I still remember that. It was just crazy. I wanted to hear the gospel. There was no promotions, like I said, no city fest, you know, flyers and billboards. We just heard. And in my city, it happened that it was right there. I was to the left of that picture on that street. And somebody took this picture. I didn't even had a you know, camera then. But I was right there. And the, as you can see, there are some people there, almost like it's a kiss, like. And if you get closer, they were like hanging on there. I might still remember them. My future brother-in-law, he was in charge of the sound system in the church. And he was smart enough. And he put speakers without telling people. So we were outside. And we did not see Billy Graham. But I was blessed to hear his message. It was a powerful message. First time in my life when the gospel was preached in open air to everybody. It was powerful to me. It changed my life again. I raised my hand. I said, Jesus, even if I die... I will follow you. It was awesome. And this is what's going to happen in September 8 and 9 here in Grand Rapids. The, Jesus is, the, the, Jesus, the same Jesus that met Zacchaeus. He's going to call Johnny and Mary and your friend and my friend and your neighbor and my friend and co-worker. And they are going to have the opportunity to respond and to say, raise their hands and say, I am here. I believe in you. I want to try this thing out. I tried so many other things. I went, Let's see if this works. Jesus, come into my life. So he came down. What, what a response. He came down at once and welcomed him. Do you know that maybe your little kids, when you say come and do something, they might come gladly. But by the time they are teenagers, right, Matthew? By the time they are teenagers, you know, there's no immediately and gladly. They, they don't come together. I don't know why, but those are <laughs> impossible. And yet this, this man who was an adult comes immediately and gladly and says, Lord Jesus, come into my house. Right now I'm down here. He comes down the tree and he says, welcome. And all the people, what's interesting is all the people saw that this began, and they began to matter, and they say, to mutter, and they say, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. What is going on with Jesus? They cannot believe that he's going to be in the house of a sinner, and he's going to defile himself and make himself unclean. Jericho was also a place of priests, a city of priests. Many priests lived there. And they, they might have guessed, you know, who's going to, say to, to be with this night? If he stays in Jericho, is he going to be with me, with Johnny, with one of these important people? And Jesus shocks them. When he looks at Zacchaeus, he's almost like saying, the worst person with the worst reputation in the city. Then he says, I want to be in you. I, tonight I want to be eating dinner with your family. The Son of Man stays at the door and knocks. And if somebody hears and opens the door, he says, I will come in 
and it will him and he will me. And that's what happens in Zacchaeus' life. And they cannot believe that he does that. And yet Zacchaeus changes. He says, stood up and said, look, Lord. Suddenly he's Lord, right? Suddenly Zacchaeus realizes that this is God talking to him. Lord, Lord, here and now. Here and now. Right now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody of anything... I will pay them back four times. That was a change of radical change of heart. That's the power of the gospel. You don't need to look for uh, you know, justice to be done by the state. It's by the heart that is changed. You know, charity at that time was 10%. He says, I will give 50. You know, and then restitution. Based on Numbers chapter 5, the old law was about 120%. He says, I will give 400. That's an amazing number. His heart is totally changed. His behavior changes. You know, Jesus takes you as you are, as he was in the tree, a tax collector, a sinner. But once he eats with you and comes into your house, into your home, it changes you, the way that you look at things. The poor suddenly are not those people that he needs to exploit. The poor are the people that he needs to love. What a change of a heart. Jesus said to him, salvation today has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. In other words, he says, faith has reached this house. This is circumcision of the heart. This man is no longer a sinner. He is in, in heaven with God. He lives with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And then he goes to the mission. You know, what's the mission? He says, for the son of man came for this reason, to seek and to save the lost. And if this is Jesus' mission, it's your mission, and it's my mission, to seek and to save the lost. You can put this as a statement of any church, any ministry, to seek, any, if you want your family or your life, it can be this, to seek and to save the lost. So City Fast is coming, and before we, before we go there, I want you to be prepared. You know, there's going to be many gospel invitations for the kids, for the youth, like I said, in the family fun area. But about 8 o'clock every night, Saturday and Sunday, the gospel will be preached. And people will accept Jesus in their hearts. And then they will raise their hands. And then the palau will say, make sure you raise your hand. And there is a festival friend who has an orange shirt. And he's going to talk to you and give you a devotional book and connect with you. So I want you to be a festival friend, trained today. You might say, I'm not there. If you're not there, that's fine. If you cannot be there. But you can still, and that's why you have these booklets on your, on your seats. You know, these are the festival, festival friend training booklets. Very easy. You can hip, give, this is yours to keep. And you can be trained, and you can use this forever to invite somebody to hear the gospel. And on the last page is the gospel presentation. But I will ask Pablo just to play a role here. Pablo, would you mind coming? And we are go- going to play this role so that you can be comfortable. So like I said, the people will raise their hands. You don't want to be, you want to, you want to be in an awkward position and not to know what to do at a time. Maybe it's somebody that came with you. You have kids around. You don't need to move anywhere. They, they are not going to be invited to go any front or back or anything. They are just going to raise their hands for maybe 10, 15 seconds and then drop them down. If you do not respond, then it's, it's too late. They need to be connected to a church. So they raise their hands. You have the T-shirt. He raised his hand. I have my T-shirt. And what do I do? I go and say, hi, I am Daniel. I am Paolo. 
Tell me, why did you raise your hand? Because I accepted Christ. You have decided to follow Christ. That's the first one, you see. There are three ways to answer. One is accepted Christ. One is rededicated. One is that you want more information. This response card that we are looking at comes into a devotional that you get when you check in there. You get this devotional. In the first page of the devotional is this response card. It's, it's, it's tied in there. So you go and he said, first one, I accepted Christ. If you accepted Christ, like I said, you have this booklet, the training booklet. It's with you with a devotional. And you say, wonderful. And you go to that page and there are three verses right here. You see towards the end, there are three verses. You just read those verses and then you talk to him. Maybe he will have, have more stories to tell. We don't have time now. And then you say, do you mind filling out this information card? We want you to be connected to a local church so that your faith can grow. Yes. 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 Then you eligibly, eligibly write down the information, tear this apart, give this to Pablo, and put your hand and say, let me pray for you. Father, we thank you that Pablo came today into your kingdom. And he is a disciple of Christ now. May he joyfully live with Christ forever. Amen. That's it. If you don't know what to pray, just say the Lord's Prayer. Okay? And then you say, thank you, Pablo. Welcome to God's kingdom. Thank you. Then you take the card and you take it to a flag. There was going to be a flag. And I will be at the flag waiting for you. Okay? And you, and you take the card there to the flag. If there is anybody else there, you, you grab two people and say, let me talk to you. Now, if there is another answer, it can be like this. Hi, I'm Daniel. Tell me, why did you raise your hand? Oh, because um, I, I was a Christian, but I walk away from God, and I want to renew my commitment to Him. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, He's like the prodigal son, right? Then you go to number two. Again, if you look into your training, they have one page there with three verses. It says rededication adults, and you can do that. Very easy. You go through the verses. The same thing. You grab your thing. You say, do you mind, Pablo? That's wonderful that you uh, came back to the body of Christ. We would like you to be connected with the local church to continue to grow in your faith. Here is a card. Would you mind filling? Okay. Yeah, so you sure. fill eligibly the information. Mm -hmm. okay. Take the card. Give him the devotion. Here is the devotion yeah, for you. you. Let me say a prayer. Yeah. And you say, Father, thank you for bringing back this prodigal son, Pablo. Fill him and honor him with all the blessings that he has in Christ. Amen. And then you say, thank you, Pablo. Yeah. Thank you. So, you, again, take the card to the flag. The third, the third way, the last one. So you, may, you may go to the person and say, hey, I am Daniel. I am Pablo. Tell me, why did you raise your hand? Uh, I, I would like to know more about uh, the, the gospel. Okay. Now, you have a choice here. I, I want you at least, even in the third time, this is the most kind of complex. But if he says that, on the last page here, you have, it says, knowing Jesus. And you can tell him the gospel. It's called the, use, the, the bridge presentation of the gospel. In two images. Two images and four points. You know, four verses. You can use this. And you can use this forever. For your entire life. If you memorize this or at least remember this. Keep this for yourself. You will know if anybody in any situation asks you. What does it mean to follow Jesus? To give my life to Jesus? This is the way to explain the gospel to somebody. Now, if you have the time. And the confidence to do it, I will encourage you to do it. Because what happens is, as you go to the steps with Pablo, he might give his life to Christ right there. So you move him from wanting more information to giving my life to Christ for the first time. Once you are done, or if you don't dare to do it, just jump straight to the, to the information, to the um, response card. And say, you know what? We will love 
to talk to you and give you more information. Do you mind if I connect you with a local church? Mm -hmm. Give me your information. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So again, you eligibly write. Mm -hmm. Take the card, give him the devotional, thank you. and then you pray. Father, thank you that Pablo is interested to hear more about Jesus, to find out more about your kingdom and your promises. So bless his search and help us as a church to welcome him and to allow him to explore these things together. In Christ's name, amen. And you say thank you. God bless you. Yeah. So you hope that Hillside, because you are faithful, will get some of these cards. And we will have a few disciples that we can grow here at Hillside as part of our Hillside commitment. Now, we have you know, online giving. You also have text, text giving. We have text registration. If you want to register right now, just text that. Register in the message and this number, 313131. Immediately, you will get a response on your phone, and it will be a link how to become a festival friend. You need to register. If you want to register online, I mean, like, with your phone, do that. If you want to register other ways, just paper, just use this portion of the booklet on your seat. Tear it down, fill up your name, and you can put it on the table here, the City Fest table at the end, or just drop it as you leave, but we need it. Or you just go online and you register. If you are registered, when you go there, there's a check-in table. They will give you an orange T-shirt. Oh, how nice, right? Orange. If you speak Spanish, they will give you a visor like this. So you'll, you'll be identified you speak also Spanish. And they will give you a bag with a devotional, with this instructional card. And if you want, you can attend even there a 10-minute short reminder. It's called briefings of what I did now. They will walk with you. So you can even do this for kids in this book. That's why you have these cartoons here. Because there will be, before 8 o'clock, there will be several messages and invitations for the kids. Now, as we do this together, I just want you to, one more thing, to do one more thing. Remember that we have an international night. It's going to be a Cuban night here at Hillside. It's going to be the night when we hope that some of the City Fest responders will come and join us. So bring any friend. It says international, but we'll have it Cuban at that time. Cuban food, Cuban music, and everything like that. Guantanamera, you know that song? And then um, one of our church members, she's not anymore worshiping with us, but she came to Christ, to Luis Palau. I want you to listen to her story, Erika Engen. I grew up in the Grand Rapids area in Ada, and I lived with my mom and dad and my brother. I came from a loving home, but I did not grow up in a Christian house. The church we went to was, there was no love. It was kind of like just going to a church that you're learning about religions. There's, it didn't enforce a relationship with God. So I was really confused now that I look back at it about faith that wasn't really even a word that I thought of and I didn't know what God or Jesus was in any way. It was like I was searching for something. There was something obviously empty in my life but I didn't know how to fill it. And I had one friend in particular who was a very strong Christian. She came from a strong Christian family and I loved this friend dearly. She was super sweet and um, she was a dear friend to me, and her, I would go over to her house. Her family was really warm and sweet also, and I knew there was something different about her family. I couldn't quite put my finger on it. Um, I just knew that I always loved to be there. 
It was the summer before my eighth grade year that my friend Katie and, and her family invited me to the Lewis Palau Crusade at the Fifth Third Ballpark. When I got to that crusade, there was just lots of excitement in the air, and everybody was just the music, everything was just very exciting, and it was just awesome. It drew me in. They had small groups at that particular conference, and so I went into a small group, and that's when they asked, like, do you want to pray this prayer? Do you want to ask Jesus into your life? So after that, I asked Jesus into my heart, and I just felt full to the brim with his love and just... Um, just excitement that I knew what it was that I wanted. It was it was him in my life, but I didn't I couldn't place my finger on it because I had no one to explain that to me. I felt complete. I knew that that's what I was missing in my life and that's what I yearned for. It made everything come full circle for me. Like those seeds planted along the way kind of I was I came to a realization um, that it had been God pursuing me that whole time. I'm so thankful for Katie for asking me to come to that Louis Palau crusade. Really was it a, a pivotal point in my life that changed my life, that allowed me to figure out who Jesus was. If she hadn't done that, I would just, who knows how long I would be still searching. I needed someone to tell me what was going on and about Jesus and his love for me. So I am so grateful for that. So if you would invite someone to City Fest, I think that would be amazing. It meant the world to me. It will mean the world to somebody if you take this invite, little invite tickets. Take as many as you want and just give them. Say, here it is. Come. Let us pray. Father, we give you thanks for Zacchaeus' heart, for the way that you turn people through the power of the Spirit from selfish to selfless, from hatred to love. We thank you for growing his heart big. And we want the same thing for West Michigan and for us, for Hillside, to have a big heart. So we will invite others to hear about your love, about your sacrifice, and forgiveness and the gift of life. May you bless us with courage in this coming week to invite others to be there and to be ready to respond when you turn again hearts towards you. <clears throat> in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Would you please stand? And as you uh, leave this place, if you need somebody to uh, pray with you, there is a prayer to my right side. Make sure you go there and somebody will be there to pray with you. Excuse me. As we leave this place, may you know that the God, the love of God the Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the fellowship of His Holy Spirit walks with you from now until the end of the ages. Amen. You may go in peace. <laughs>